Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the NSLs podcast. I'm Stephen, the host of NSLs. Today, I'll be joined by my co host, John. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? <laughs> you look good holding that tooth again. I mean, we were we were speaking off air. This is the first time we've done a duo together since the Neil Lennon when he left. It's a long time, isn't it? It's been a while. I, I think the very the very first ever episode we done together, and then there was the breaking news episode we did when it was announced that Neil Lennon had left on that day. Uh, so aye, this first time it's just been us two since then, kid. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's get stuck right in. And what was the goal of the game of the weekend? It was Celtic one, Dundee United nil. A tough game by all accounts. Dundee United came in the Celtic Park to try to stifle us, which they done basically until the last kick of the game. When Leila Bada scored that fantastic goal, the touch, the finish, the composure, the show in that kind of environment was fantastic to see. But just to touch upon the game itself, John, what was your biggest takeaway from it? Honestly, that's a tough question, Stephen, because like for me, we should have buried them. We really should have. Like we dominated the match, the majority of the match, the amount of chances we created. I mean, in all fairness, Seagrass saved them an embarrassment. Like, that could have been double digits, if not for Seagrass. So, I mean, he 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 was on form that day. And sometimes, when a keeper's like that, it's it's very, very difficult to get past them. Uh, and like every other team that we've played against this season, they defended against us really well. They set up to stifle us, like you said, yeah. and... It, it, it was just one of those games where it didn't look like it was going to go our way. Um, and when, especially when we going going into that game, knowing the result in the game beforehand and what that meant for us, um, it was, it made, it, it, as a fan anyway, it, it made the game more intense. And, and and as that match dragged on and that goal wasn't coming, or at least on the, mm-hmm. the face of it, it didn't look like it was coming, especially we was going down to 10 men um, and then taking uh, and listen, I love Ange, and it worked, and all credit to him. But at the time when he took Yakumakis off for McCarthy, when mm, we needed a goal, I, I think we were all just sitting there questioning uh, what the hell was actually happening, like what is going on. But like you said, uh, the, I think I think we control the game, but the biggest thing to take away from it is is we really need to start putting these chances away because we're creating so many uh, chances, and we just are not hitting the back of the net often enough for me. Uh, yeah. And these these results we're we're having a lot of results, especially as of late, uh, where it's like one nothings and last minute winners and things like that, um, and it it doesn't accurately portray how dominant we've been throughout the match. But we need to start putting chances away. The biggest thing I can say is that. I mean, it's almost like we start the game, breakneck speed, especially at home. And it's like the game plan, what you can see anyway, evidently, is we're trying to kill off teams in the first half. And when that doesn't happen, obviously we had that break. So you account for fitness and stuff. It seems like we kind of tail off just a wee bit when you come to the second half performance. But touching upon some players that played well in the game, for me, Matt O'Reilly, John, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. We've picked him up for 1.5 million from MK Dons. What's been your impressions of him so far in the Celtic shirt? Uh, he, he looks a player. He, he looks like he's fit right in. Um, to come up into a team, I mean, he got thrust in in his debut uh, the other day and he, he gave a good account of himself at, at Tyne Castle. Um, and 
um, to, to come up. He's, he's barely had a, a minute to train with the team, get used to the system and everything else, but he, he looked like he'd been there all season. Uh, and he seems to already have like an eye for a pass. His delivery is spot on. Um, and he, he looks like he's going to fit into that midfield perfectly. And I said this on the last podcast as well, that it's gave that midfield is stacked. And yeah. I mean, when you look at once everybody's back for injury and we're, the squad's at full strength, you're going to have an absolute headache deciding who's going to start because we've got so many players performing. You've got O'Reilly coming in, performing well. Hatati has been performing well. Beaton in that sort of anchor role, that central midfield role, and he's commanding the middle of the park perfectly. And he's been he's been a player. He's he's doing a role that we've been missing since Brown left, really, mm-hmm. uh, which we expected McCarthy to be coming and do. Uh, you've got McCarthy there as backup as well. You've got Cal Mack, Turnbull coming back, Rogic. It's incredible. Adiguchi. It's like the midfield mm-hmm. is absolutely stacked, and I don't. It's good in terms of rotation and depth, um, but I don't know how Ange is going to pick the team going forward. Or, and when, when we do, when we when we do this, and we're like, what do you think the team is going to be for such and such a game? It, you yeah, draw names out of hat. <laughs> it could be anything, but I think it's more it's streamlined at the minute, obviously, because there's players in international yeah. duty, there's some yeah. players in there, so you can kind of guess the lineup. But during the game, as you said, like we had 76% precision, 21 shots, eight shots on target, 14 corners. We dominated the game, and people are probably going to be like, Why is he reading off stats? That's just from BBC Sport. I didn't take no any of that, so there you go. But it, it does prove the fact that we dominated that game, and people were saying Dundee United had a game plan that was nearly executed, fair enough, and it's up to the Celtic to find ways around that. Abada does that in the last sack. The, the last, basically, last kick of the game, that composure is at the start. But I want to touch upon a few player performances, John, before we move on to that goal itself. Now, at half time, there was people calling for Forrest to be took off, for Scales to be took off, and that that evidently happened. Juranovic come on, and uh, Felipe Yada come on. But just to put, touch upon for, uh, Forrest at the moment, I've seen a lot of people not criticise him, but say you can see he's lost the art of pace. He's lost that kind of spark in the final third where he used to take the players on, whip a ball in or score a goal or create an opportunity for himself. And I have to tend to agree. And it's not it's not, it's not pigeonholing him or getting at him because he's a Celtic legend. He's been there for it all. Obviously won the nine in a row, quadruple travel. He was a major part of all them, them victories. But I can see from what I'm watching anyway on the, on, the, on the TV that he is not the same player. He doesn't have that burst of pace. Now people can say and maybe down to injury problems, he's getting back to full fitness. But where do you sit on it? I, I mean, yeah, Forrest for me, I, I, listen, we know he's a player and, and he's been a great servant for us and we know that when he's at full fitness and he's on his, on his day, he, he, he's a great player uh, and he, he can certainly offer us a lot and I still think he can. Like, I don't think that's changed. Uh, he's just come back for injury. He, he's over, he does look a bit a yard off the pace. That might come back. I'm hoping it comes back. Uh, but, I mean, if it doesn't, he's still a good player to have his backup again. He adds to that depth. Um, when you're needing fresh legs and stuff as well, because I think once we're at back at full strength, I don't think Forrest is going to be starting. Uh, in terms of the, in terms of like your 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 first eleven, your top eleven, I don't think Forrest fits into that picture. But having him available on the bench to come on and play either side, um, and and you know that you can bring him on for a Yota if it, it, legs get tired, you can bring him on for a Bada if legs get tired. Uh, it, it's useful, and I think he still adds an element of quality. Um, I don't think we've got a full 90 minutes of him going forward at the minute, but I, I still think he's a player and I still think he'll do a job for us. 
I mean, obviously he's a player. No one's doubting the qualities, but it's obviously you can see it in the blind eye. I don't mean you don't need to be an expert to see that he's kind of dropped off the pace. But I mean, here's hoping it is injuries. But you did mention at the start of the start of the podcast there about killing off teams early, and big part of that's the striker and Jamakis or Yakimakis, whatever you want to pronounce his name. And for me, he was I wouldn't say hopeless against Dundee United. He just nothing came off for him. His first touch was bouncing off him. He wasn't really making runs in behind. And anytime he did get an opportunity, the one where he basically was one of them was Seagrist, he wasn't really aware of what was around him. And then he lost it from that tackle from Butcher. But what what's your opinion on him? Obviously, he scored, what was it, two and two or three and three leading up to that game. He wasn't kind of good for him, but a lot of people are saying again that this kind of points to the player that he actually is. No, I mean, he's, he, I think he's still a player. Uh, and he, he, He's still got a lot to offer us. Look, the, the, one of the things I hate, and people might get annoyed at me for saying this because <laughs> shock horror. <laughs> they'll they'll be part of the group that I'm referring to because when I, I'm 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 speaking about Celtic fans in general, where we can be very very fickle and very harsh when it comes to players. And I get it. Like you want players to hit the ground running, and they need to be on fire, and they need to be scoring goals. If you're a striker you, at Celtic, you need to be scoring goals. That's why you're there. Hmm. Um. He's he's played a handful of games. He's had his own injury problems to deal with. He's he, he's still sort of settling in, bedding in. We said the same about Starfelt. You remember Starfelt when he came yep. in? He looked a bit thing where we kept. I kept. I, I was I was an advocate for him. I was saying like just give him a chance, stick with him. I'm sure he's going to come good. Like there's a player there, and lo and behold, he's he's starting to show that there's a player there. He's had the time. He's starting to get used to the, everything. Yakumakis needs that game time, and he needs to just continue to play. With, the, with these guys and again it offers us something even as a starter maybe maybe Disney start when Kyoga wait Kyoga <laughs> where <laughs> you go with that one I spent too much time here talking to you uh, Kyogo and Maeda and all that when they're back you've got and you've got a number of guys who can play through the middle and again Yakumakis is another guy who offers an option off the bench he gives you a bit of presence in the box that Kyogo and Maeda don't he gives you a bit of height in the box that Kyogo Maeda don't. Um, and again, I, I think it's unfair to say that he, 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 I don't think by any means he was poor against Dundee United. Like I said, Seagrass <laughs> saved him an absolute embarrassment. There was that, that shot that Yakumakis had at the, the far post or yep. his near post. And when it when he hit it, and it was he, he was tucking it in the inside of that, and Seagrass dived the opposite direction. But he managed to flick his toe out, caught the ball. Mm-hmm. And knocked it over the bar. And how on earth he saved that, I don't know. You, you, know could, you, you could take that shot another million. Listen, you could take that shot another million times, and he's never saving that again. Oh like, no, that I was, totally agree. That was a one in a million save, and it, that's what I mean. It's like it just it was one of the days for us in front of goal, and that's why we need to be a wee bit more clinical. I think Yaku Marcus still has a lot to offer, though. And like I say, he still gives us another option in the box. He's a bit, a bit of presence, as I say. People just need to chill out. I do get what you, I do get what you're saying. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, he can't really take away. He did have a poor game by all counts. His touch I wasn't. I listened. I didn't think right. it was that poor. Like I said, you can't even uh, say he had a poor game. With listen, the team was set. The, like you said, teams set up the other game plan yeah. against us. All of them do, and they all set up the exact same way. We're the only team in the league to do this way, where it's every man's behind the ball. They're all compact in the box. They all defend really tight. And it, it's hard for anybody to 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 do anything 
against that. Like it doesn't matter. It, you're trying to break down eleven guys, and it's 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 nigh on impossible sometimes. So I mean, they stifled Jaku Marcus. That was part of their game plan. You have to stifle the attack, the 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 attacking threat. But that doesn't take away from him because he still he still got himself into spaces. He still managed to create chances. Seagrest, as I said, was their man of the match. If it wasn't for Seagrest and it wasn't for him just pulling saves out in the air, then we would have won that comfortably. Jaku Marcus would have had two or three, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Although, again, I do agree with what you're saying, but again, there's different opinions, obviously, within what people do see, and you keep holding your mouth there. I know your tooth's absolutely killing you, but it's it's like almost, he did, for me anyway, had a poor game, but we'll move off that, because as you said, if he scored two or three, we'll be talking about a totally different kind of thing here, but you look at the control that Celtic have in games, and that's something that's improving week in, week out under Hans Postacoglu, much against the style that people say it would be that kind of swashbuckling thing. The controls definitely came about, and a big part of that for me was Beaton. He's come in in the number six. He's filled in there, back into his normal position, midfielder, breaks up the play, does the simple things well. He can even play a pass forward, which is great to see. But he got that sending off. Now, if you rewind two seconds previously, Greg Taylor gets done from behind, literally gets put in the ground, fouled three or four times before Beaton even makes that. So she didn't even get that far by the referee. But no. take, that away from the, take that away from the game and Beaton himself. He makes a clear difference when he's in that number six role, doesn't he? Absolutely. Me and Williams touched on this in the last episode as well. Like since Beaton's Beaton's been great in that role. And I said it earlier. Um if if you go back and listen to your earlier podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, before Anne started making signings and bringing guys in, when we knew we'd lost Bruni, um we, we were saying and we were talking about we need to get somebody a bit of dig, somebody who could come in and control that midfield. We were so used to beat on uh, mm-hmm. playing a defensive role in, in previous seasons and, and, and filling in for other guys early in the season that we never we never actually considered it. And he got made to play that role and like that number six and he's been he's been outstanding for us this season, I think. Mm-hmm. And he, he, like you say, he's solid. You can rely on him. There's confidence here when he plays. And like you said, he can play a pass. He can see a pass. He's he, he can he, he's good. He's a good ball winner. He, he can defend to an extent as well. He, he, he and he commands that midfield as well. And I, I just think he's been he's been great this year. It's like he's been in all honesty because we're so used to him playing in defence. He's been like a new signing. Yeah, I, I I get that totally. I think what what he does bring. I mean, he's the Israel captain, so he's playing for his national team. He captains there and he brings a common head experience. He's been a Celtic nine years now, so he's basically due a testimonial soon, which is just madness to be honest. But is it honestly been nine years? Uh, nine years, yeah. Wow, yeah, he's he's been he's been there a long time. It's it's crazy. I, I knew it? it was a while, but I didn't, I didn't think it was nine years. That's mental. Yeah, I think he's been there longer, Rodzik. I think he has. Maybe around about the same time, but definitely nine years anyway. But you, you look at the game, it's basically in the Dan Embers, John, and you're sitting there as a fan, and you're after obviously after the result across the city, they blinked, and it was up to Sally to take advantage of it again so we can keep the, the title push going. And we eventually did a fantastic bit of play by Yoda, a great cross into Abada. And I don't think people talk about this enough, and I've seen people, I, I agree with what they say, the touch, the control that in that situation with the fans, 60,000 people watching you, wishing you to score, takes it down, bangs it into the roof of the net because he knows Segris is on form. That was, I think that was calculated in his head where he was finishing that. That wasn't just a, a rush finish. It was a fantastic goal all round, from the cross in to the touch to the goal. 
and the celebrations. I've never actually like. I wish it was there, John. I wish I could feel it. But the clips you see, the the, the clip of Jada in the stand celebrating, we we all shared that among the podcast and on our social media channels. But it was just it was more relief, wasn't it? That two points we've cut it to two points going into this final game coming up midweek. Uh absolutely. Uh, I th- just going back to that. Credit to O'Reilly as well because his his yeah. pass to play Jota on doing that wing, um, and then like you say, Jota floated it in, and we we never had much success with those cross balls in the box or, or that for that full ninety odd minutes, and then all of a sudden this one comes in, Abada who that's not his normal position was there. He's a young guy still, and you you think most people at that age or under that kind of pressure would flap at that and it would be going wide or whatever I say but it says it was a composed finish I think the composed is a good word to use mm-hmm. and it it turned the touch and, and they rattled it in the back of the net he done exactly what he needed to do and it was it was a superb touch um but like you said yeah the, the, the celebrations were, were were mental a bad just ripping the, the, the shirt off just chucking it running into the yeah. crowd the, 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 the video he got as well was incredible to see just st- all the fans just practically carrying him <laughs> then <laughs> celebrating with him and I mean, you could see what it meant to the, the, them as players as well. They knew the the, the significance of that and, mm-hmm. and and what and, and what that meant coming into this game uh, on Wednesday. And I, it, it, the, the, just think what a finish and I, what 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 a feeling. It, it, like I said, we we know we were so many points behind a few months ago, and we we kept talking. We just need to focus on our results. Don't worry about anything else. Let things just play out the way they're playing out. And they've blinked a couple of times now. They've dropped points, mm-hmm. and it's put us in a position to, if we can get a result on Wednesday, which I'm confident we can do, that we, we'll leapfrog them. And then I think when we do that, the arse will fall at them completely. It's a it's a bold prediction. Do you know what I mean? It is. I, I, I do get what you're saying. There was that famous saying by their ex-chairman saying we'll fall like a deck of cards, which has proven on true. We've come back stronger this year. We're coming for them. And that's quite evident for anyone to see. And to take advantage of them blinking, as you said, we've done it twice now. Now we're two points behind. End of the midweek game here. It's fatal. And we can leapfrog them. I'm quietly confident too we get the victory, but we'll touch upon that later in the podcast. Now, as we said here now, John, it's Monday. It's transfer deadline day. It's actually trans- basically nearly end of it, four hours left, whatever it is, it's half eight as we speak. So it's been quite quiet at Celtic Park. I mean, there's been a few outgoings. There's not really much rumours or tremors of incomings, but we'll touch on some outgoings just briefly. We've seen Urigiri go to uh, the Belgian club, Jack Hendry, Aust- Austin Day. I think that's how you pronounce it. You'll probably correct me. Um, uh, you're probably right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Adam Montgomery is rumoured to be on the verge of joining Aberdeen on loan, which I think is, is a great move for him. Um, Mikey Johnson, there's murmurs around him yet again. Um, there's a few other players out alone, but to touch upon the Urigidi situation. We had a chat about this in the podcast, and you actually had a, a, some fallow points. Now, I'm not putting you on the spot here, I just want to get your opinion because no, you can't put me I, in the spot, kid. I, I've, I've seen it, I actually have seen it to be honest. On social media, people are putting up why we're letting this guy go. We've only had him for six months and give them the option to buy, which much like we did with Jack Hendry, they've multiplied his transfer value. And by all accounts, Urikidi came in with Shaw from Chappie Wednesday with kind of not massive reputations, but rising stars in among the low leagues, low, lower leagues of England. And they came in, they did well in pre-season. Liam Shaw's got his loan moved to Motherwell. Urikidi's went on a similar path, but with the option to buy for that club. Do you think that makes sense? Or what ways do you have worked that? No, I don't think it makes any sense. The, the loan move itself makes perfect sense. I think these loan moves for the young guys are fantastic opportunities for them to develop and. 
like you said, we we brought the like say. I mean, we I think we all kind of wanted to see a wee bit more for sure, and I think the, the loan move to Motherwell was going to be fantastic for him. Uh, same way uh, Montgomery, I, I think his loan move is going to be work wonders for him as well. I think it's going to help him develop his players. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with the like say Ayer. Um, we've seen it with all the guys, Cal, Cal McGregor, Christie. Well, we got we bought Christie, but you know what I mean. They, yeah. they, they played their they, time to develop before we brought them in. Um, but Carl McGregor and and uh, the, these guys, it's like these loan moves can be hugely important to their development and their career. Um, like you said, Urigidi came in here. Uh, he's still a very very young guy. Um, he's 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 got a lot of. He's got what what you would say was a high ceiling. His potential mm-hmm. uh, is very high. I mean, he plays as a defender. In terms of his stature, his size, his build, he's massive. He's absolutely mm-hmm. huge. He's already got that. He's strong. He just needs to work on his actual footballing and 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 developing his 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 ability to do certain things. All that other can he carry on? I'm not a coach, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so it comes. He's came up here. We, we managed to what was. I mean, I think Sheffield Wednesday fans were raging at the fact that they've lost their guys to us um, and for practically nothing. So they've come up here with a bit of reputation as rising stars and in six months, you're loaning the guy out perfect. It's like, I think when we all heard that he was maybe getting loaned out, you were like, that, that could be a great move for him. He's going to play, hopefully get regular football. He'll develop, he'll come back to us even stronger. Um, but then you hear that, it, that we're slapped or they've have agreed to an option to buy for him and he's only been at the club six months and it, that that for me that's crazy because it's six months isn't it long enough to determine whether a player's good enough or no mm-hmm. and in our group chat i was saying this and I, I got a couple of people disagree with me most of them disagree <laughs> with me <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise uh and that they they say as well look he's he's been there six months and he's not had a sniff he, he was never gonna he was never brought in as a, as a first team starter he, it's another prospect somebody to develop Mm-hmm. Um, but he has he has featured on the bench. He has played a couple of games here and there. He, he's, he and he's looked a player like he's looked decent in what we've seen him preseason. He looked decent. Uh, the, the couple of games earlier in the season when we needed defenders, he looked decent. He's 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 came on the bench. Granted, he's not came on the park from the bench, but he, he's done enough to be able to want and putting him on the bench. No, it might not be money Angie's signings because it was brought in roughly about the time Angie was coming in or just before. Uh, again, we don't know the extent of that. And w- one of the things that really bothers me is, and this isn't, I'm not saying that this is the case, right? Before I start ruffling any feathers, but <laughs> I, 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 it, it kind of stinks to me because we know what the Celtic board's like. And the second they smell profit, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. So they, they'll be quite happy to throw away a potential star, somebody who could, in essence, make us a lot of money further down the line, but actually do a job for us for a little bit of extra money uh, because we're getting more back than we spent on them. So we've seen it in the past with numerous people where we've no spent on people because whatever, and we've sell people for less than they, they probably are worth uh, because it's more than what we paid for them, right? And now I'm not saying, again, I, I just want to reiterate, I'm not saying that the... This is the board's doing because, by and large, it looks like 
Ange is the one rubber stamping signings inbound and outbound. And if he's mm-hmm. not happy with it, it wouldn't happen. I'd like to believe that that's the case and that the board and they've gone behind his back. However, saying that, it wouldn't be the first time they've done it. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if they've done it again. Now, it could be a case of they've, they've got this bid come in, they've had a discussion with Ange, Ange has maybe said, I want him to stay here. And they've like, well, look, we'll send him out on loan. They wanted this attached to it. Blah, 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 blah. And I've just been like, look, I'm fine. Look, I've got bigger things to worry about. I need to focus on what... The, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. we don't know the situation, but it just... It reeks a something that the board's kind of manoeuvred. Because I, I don't like it at all. And I don't think we should be getting any any sort of... Like, see if they're in the, the youth team and have been for a couple of years and they're showing no sign of improvement or anything else, I get it. Like, move them on. But see yeah. when they've been here six months and they actually look like a talent. And they need the time to develop and, and grow, and you've got the opportunity to loan them out. Do that. Don't just get rid of them. We seen with Jack Henry, just then they'd done the exact same thing. I mean, it did. We, I, I don't think any of us expected Jack Henry to have the season he did when he went over there. Let's get that straight, right? Uh, None definitely of us seen not. No. But what we did have is again uh, a young boy who came up through the ranks, uh, who who had a couple of chances at Celtic. He had the opportunity to go out and loan, and it worked wonders for him. And we, we could have done, it, especially at the start of the season, having Jack Henry back in that side and having that backup. That, mm-hmm. that could have been massive for us because he was, what, player of the year over there? I got in the, play, the team of the season in Belgium as well. Exactly. And that, I mean, let, let's be real. It's like a lot of us are saying, oh, but it's the Belgian. This is the fucking Scottish Premier League. We're no much better. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, this is this is the league, uh, one of the best nations on the planet, footballing nations on the planet. Home and 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 he's went over there. He's done a job. He's he's been named the player of the year. He's been in team of the year. His value is three, four, five times what they paid for him, and then they sell yep. him immediately. Like they knew what they were doing. They're not stupid. They had that yep. option to buy, and they were like, "Come on, we can take this and then punt them straight away." I don't think it's well that you're. I don't think the Urugiri option to buy kind of fee would be anything astronomical. Probably talking about no, a million pounds. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like there'll be a, there'll be a slight bit of profit there. So Celtic are like, okay, we'll, we'll do it because we're making money off a guy who we've spent this much on and we're making this much back. So if they decide, let's say it goes over there, and it's win-win for Celtic in that respect because if he goes over there, he doesn't perform and he comes back, then Houston they might not take up the option to buy and they'll just leave it. Like he yeah. goes back and he's developing wheels. And then we look to get him another opportunity. Um, or he does go over there, he does perform really well. They buy him, we lose it, but we make a wee bit of money. I just don't like it, man. I don't like I it. Get, I get I, what I, you I mean. mean let's let's use Jota as an example, right? He's he at Benfica never had a look in. He was he was being touted as a rising star, couldn't get a game for Benfica, and by all accounts. It, I know I know a few guys I went to uni with who were Portuguese who are Benfica fans and they were telling me that he looked a player and they were mm-hmm. they had high prospect they had high hopes for his future and everything else. So when we signed them, they were like, Oh he'll definitely do a job for you, he's good enough. And when they heard about the fact that he had this buyout clause, it was significantly undervaluing who his talent. And we're in a position where we can capitalise on that. And we've not done that yet. At least on the surface, yet, nothing seems to be happening. And we've only got a few years left for that to happen. So I'd like to think, or I'm fucking praying that something's announced. 
But I think I the, mean, the biggest I thing, mean, the biggest thing with that there is uh, people seem to forget it's up to Jada as a player if he wants to aye. join. He's he's under no obligation to sign the contract. We could have a bit acceptance for all we know, and it, he's kind of mulling over it. So you, you don't really know in that situation. No, you're absolutely right. We don't know, um, but we've also got Carter Vickers. Yeah, and it's a similar situation. But like, do these guys want to be here? Like, I don't know. Are we going to wait till the very last minute at the end of the season? I don't know what the what the rules are regarding that. If they go straight back to the club, or if we still have a window to pick up that option, I, um, I don't know what that what that entails. But I mean, we we desperately want to see us bring these two in. But yep. in terms of everybody that we've brought in, and this is no disrespect to the signings we've made because I think the business has been incredible. These two are the ones that cost money, and mm-hmm. these That's two true. are the ones we're not hearing about. And this all comes back to the board and how fucking frugal they are, right? I mean, they're so tight. Like, I don't want this to be another situation where it's, uh, we're going to lose out on these guys because they're not willing to pay whatever it is, right? I mean, we I don't know what the exact figures are, but the, with everybody that Andrew's brought in, I think the overall, the total sum is, is, is isn't that it's not large? It's it's, it's, like, it's quite. It's like, it's, it's like fourteen million, something like that. Yeah, I mean, f- and for the amount of players that were brought in, that's fantastic business, yeah. absolutely incredible. Out, and the fact that we're outgoings, outgoings are forty-one million. Last time I looked, anyway. So incredible business, and that that just shows you obviously the faith that the board have in Angie and letting him pick his players. But is this a, is this going to be a case of? Well, we've let you give, bring all these guys in. We've spent this much. We've brought this many in, and they're looking at Jot and Carter Vickers going. That might be a bit expensive, though. I'm really I hoping this isn't the case, and I, I don't want to be so negative about it. But I, I just but do it's, not it's, trust this board at all. Like, I, I it's really not being don't. Ne- it's not being negative. I, I think we'd be fools to forget the, the shit they put us through last season when they were kind of radio silent. Oh, I basically, not forgot. Not do you know forgot. what I mean? I think they're trying to kind of maybe at, at some kind of angle pull the wool over some supporters' eyes by doing this kind of business early on. And as you said, the Carter Vickers and Jada is kind of quiet enough from and now we may we might be made either words here by the end of this podcast, the end of the transfer window, they could be both signed up. So. Eat my words. I will happily <laughs> eat my words. See if if, if, they, if not exactly I mean, I mean we want that to happen. We want them to announce that yeah. the two of them are signing permanent deals. Of course we do. I think as fans, that's what we, if you were to say it is what we need to do business wise is secure the two, plain and simple. Yeah. Like, I don't care if we bring any more people in. I want the two secured. That's it. Um, yeah. I'm saying all this stuff now because as of right now, when we're talking, that hasn't happened. Yeah. If that happens 100%. later, I'll eat my words. I'm fucking gladly. But some some things that might happen, and I, Albany Yeri's been linked with Copenhagen. For a loan deal with an option to buy, Ismaila Sorrow has been linked with a loan deal. Apparently, that's happening as we speak. Um, Barkas is linked with Gothenburg, John, kind of permanent slash loan. Now, these players off the wage bill, now you can equal this up. Barkas is apparently on 20 grand a week. So, if you get him off, that's a big chunk. Albany yeah. Yeti, he'll, he'll be on about 15, yeah. I would say, because he's an international. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you get you get these guys off the wage bill. Surely you can put some of that towards wages for Jada and Vickers, eh? If you think about yeah. it, a business prospect. Yeah. I definitely, uh, absolutely. I mean, it, makes, it certainly makes sense. I can't imagine that uh, Vickers will very likely need to take a wage cut uh, mm-hmm. from the deal he's on at the minute. I mean, I think that's just that's fair to say. I don't know what the terms of Jota's deal at Benfica are, but I can't imagine he's on peanuts either. Uh, and especially if you want to bring him in, you're going to need to offer him something. And like I said, he, yeah. he he we we will we will 
what's the what's the, the reported figure like six million six six and a half we we we'll, we'll triple that on him easy in the long term easy yeah. that that is a, that is a, that is a perfect that is if you were if you were a, if you were a, a business person you, you would be stupid not to pick that up we don't yeah. want him to leave i'd love him to come here and play for the club for fucking four five six years that would be fantastic but we know that celtic don't operate like that Mm-hmm. And especially in this day and age, I mean, we—that's just not going to happen. Uh, so, for me, it, it 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 makes perfect sense to pick them up. And if you can free up the money on the wage bill, then absolutely. So, uh, I would just wave bye to Barkas. Um, and <laughs> the best goal scorer in Celtic uh, history, Albany Eddie. <laughs> by the way, and I'm going to say this as well. I, I mentioned earlier about players needing chances. A yeti. He's had some chances, but I still think there's a player in there. I Sorry, just don't I think he. Fair, I just, I, I just don't. I think that it's it, it's time. We, we need to just cut our losses there. Um, if you're honest as well, there's a player somewhere in Barca's deep down. Do you know what I mean? There's a player in all these guys. It, it just hasn't worked out at Celtic Football Club, and unfortunately, sometimes you just need to cut ties, get whatever you can for them, and move on. And hopefully, Celtic I, do that. I, but I mean, I've said that numerous times, Stephen. There's there's players that have come here with big reputations and. Um, haven't they been able to sort of fit or meet that grade or that bar that yeah. was set for them or that they've set themselves even? And I think a lot of people underestimate this. Like Joey Barton's a prime example. He's somebody coming up here thinking he's going to boss it and getting absolutely bossed himself. But I mean, we've yep. had other players come here. Um, I don't want to name too many people at the end of their career because that's unfair. Uh, but I mean, Robbie Keane was still he was still a decent player at the time. I mean, he 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 had matches where he, he struggled as well. What, he, um, what was it? Fifteen goals in seventeen games he got. I think that was a decent return. It was something I got. Listen, I'm, I I don't I don't know what the exact figures of that were, but what I'm saying is he, there was matches, and this oh, is, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to bring it back. There was matches where it, you were like, he had abysmal games. But the, the, if you look at the bigger picture, it it, it, it worked out in our favour and. The, I, the point I'm trying to make is it comes back to like I get he's had enough chances and he's not done the same so we need to just it's time to cut losses Yagamakis has only been here a few months he's not had the same opportunity yet and the same amount of chances and we need to sort of give him time to find his feet and see what he can do if anything um, mm-hmm. but I, and, oh, and, and Soros loan move I'm, I'm happy with that like as long as it's I think there's a player in Soros you'd <laughs> be seeing you later on combusting John but I mean we'll move on from the transfer side of things and we'll get into the, the crunch game the, the derby game Glasgow derby Wednesday under the light 7.45 kickoff at Celtic Park an unusual an unusual time for all of us to even think about a Glasgow derby game but it's one I'm certainly looking forward to seeing I think the atmosphere will be electric Rangers come in still top of the league we're, we're two points behind John they seem to have bolstered the squad with the signings of like Diallo from United and the kind of imminent signing of Aaron Ramsey from Juventus. So there seems to be, they have strengthened kind of some quarters on, on the team. That's, that's if he's available and fit. But get into the game, I'm confident of getting the result. I don't think you're going to say anything different, really, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, one thing we need to remember is that we, we are the, we, I think we're the form team at the minute. And mm-hmm. we are going into this in a much better level of confidence. Um, I, I I firmly believe that we're in a, a much stronger position than Rangers are, regardless of who they're bringing in. Uh, I mean, let's say about that the better. 
I mean, the it's I'm I'm confident. I, I mean, I, I don't want to be overconfident, but I'm I'm confident. Like I, I think that there's enough about us to be able to see them off, and I, I think that we'll we, we will get the three points. I mean, look at it. I They're think... coming into Celtic Park, right? It's not going to be like last time, and it's going oh, to be packed, and it's going to be packed with Celtic fans, mm-hmm. the Rangers fans. It's going to be absolute hell for the Rangers players. And for is the that confirmed? Boys, or there's not going to be a hundred fans. Is that confirmed? But I fucking don't care. You're not going to hear a hundred fans anyway. Eight hundred as well. 100. Even eight hundred. They'd be as well. No showing up. <laughs> the, the what I'm saying. I've lost my train of thought there. It's going to be. It'll be. And I. What's that term that all these asshole reporters throw about? Um, An advert for Scottish football. No, no, that one. Like the when they, they say it's a cauldron or like the birthing them or some pish. Anyway, like for for Diallo and all that, like and and Rams if they come here, it's like they might have played in front of teams like uh, and like for Ramsey, he's he's, he's been played in England, shite stadiums, shite fan bases. Absolutely, the old man. Let's be honest, there's no passion, yeah. Uh, yeah. and at least different. It's, the atmosphere at Celtic Park is going to be absolutely electric, and they're going to need to tune it, tune everything out in order to perform. And I don't think they're going to be able. To, no, I don't think many of them in that team are going to be able. To. I think one of the, the most stark reminders that we can actually think of as Celtic fans, we haven't beat them since twenty nineteen. So again, it's <laughs> no, but you have to point out these facts. It could be a ment- mentality set of things. Just don't like, just don't like hearing it. No, but it could be a mentality set of things for previous regimes that Ange has to stamp out and change that culture, which evidently he has done. So that's why I'm confident at the end of the game. I think, as you said, with a form team, we're playing the best football. And who knows, John, this could be the game where we give a team a smashing that we're always talking about. That's that's hope it is. But we'll, we'll, we'll find out Wednesday. But in terms of team news, nothing really kind of to speak about. There is rumours that Rodzik and Mieta could come back kind of regarding how many minutes to play for our national teams. But we're going to park that to the side because I can't really see that happening. They did it before with member F.A. Ambrose for the European game, brought it back from international duty, and it just didn't work out at all. It was like 24 hours he was flying and all jet lagged, that type of thing. I don't think it works well. But we're going into the game, what would your team be? Difficult, Stephen, because I'm, 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 I think that Andrew's got a couple of. Aces up his sleeve. Oh, do, you, do you believe that? Do you really do, you do believe yeah. that they can? Hundred percent. hundred percent. Listen, so see, you're trying see, to tell see, you're, you're you're trying to tell me and all the photos took at Lennox Town. Kyogo's not been in one photo, and you you're holding a, a torch, thinking he's fit. Who puts out the photos? The SNS media group that you've done that, or something like that. I don't know. Listen. Kyogo's playing. <laughs> Kyogo's playing. <laughs> um, no, he's not. He is. And so, by the way, I, I just want to say, if if Maida and Rogic are back, like even if they're, I know they've been playing at the national games and they're flying and everything else, like I'm if they if they even just even if you can get them on the bench and get some minutes with them, like later on in the game, I'm happy with that. Um, I think Callum McGregor might start. I know he's he, he looks like he's got a very sore face. Oh, he does, doesn't he? It looks a bad listen, one. And that, that does bring it back, but like, how did the referee not see that? That's shocking. 
That is absolutely terrible. It, Don't get me fucking started on referees at the minute. We've not got time. <laughs> uh, but no, listen, look, we, we saw Carl McGregor. We showed you scenes, footage of Carl McGregor and he's standing pit side. His face is bruised and mm-hmm. it looks a dullion, but he was chewing, chewing them. Now, I, I, I don't know if you know anybody that's ever fractured their cheekbone or their eye socket or anything like that, that that would be absolute chronic pain they would be in. And they would they would not be sitting pit side chewing chewing gum if that, that that was the case. So I don't think it's a fracture. I think he's just taking a dullion to the side of the face and it's all bruised. Uh, but even saying that, people have played through games with fractures. Uh, you get masks specifically designed to protect you. Yeah, I know. Yep. So to say that he that it's 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 completely out of the picture that he's starting or he he's going to be available is is silly because it, by all accounts he could play. I'd like to, I, I want to see him there, and we know that people have played through worse facial injuries than, than that. So I'm hoarding. I've, I've I've got my fingers crossed that he's going to be available. I think. But you, I didn't, think add, that, you didn't answer my question. You did, you'd kind of ducked up. Do you actually really sorry. think Kyogo's available? Do you think Kyogo's available? Part of me is saying I. I I think I, I think, listen right. You, you don't want to give too much away. You're coming into the biggest <coughs> game of the season. Right, this is an opportunity to leapfrog them. Um, they've tripped up and blinked in the in the past month a couple of times now, and you're coming in here. Mind games are going to play a part here, right? They're coming to Celtic yeah. Park, a packed Celtic Park under the lights. Celtic team own form, fans going to be it's going to be absolutely electric, and you're going to announce that team just prior to the game. Now, Van Bronckhorst is going to be setting his team up to play against who he thinks is going to be available, right? So you don't want to give too much away. I wouldn't do it. And that would be an absolute masterstroke, a tactical masterstroke if Ange done that. In terms of that you see Kyogre's name on that team sheet, Carl McGregor's name on that team sheet, Maeda, Rogic on the bench, or whatever the case may be. Listen, I'm 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 if it doesn't happen, then do you know what? It doesn't happen. But I'm I'm kinda there's part of me that that's that believes it might happen. And I might be overly optimistic, and it, I might be, it might be absolutely shite, but I, I, I just want to believe that that's going to be the case. And well, I'm give go, me your I'm full running, lineup. I'm running give, with give, it. I'm running with it. Give me your full lineup. So I think it's going to be heart and goal, obviously. I know what you're going to say for right back. It's and it's just gospel for you right now. <clears throat> I, I listen. I know what it's probably going to be, but I'm going to stick with my guns. Okay. So I'm going Ralston right back. <laughs> right? Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Juranovic at left back. <laughs> Listen, I'm staying with it. I'm, 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 I'm no... I'm no flam here. Listen, I'm staying with it. I'm, I'm staying with my guns. Then I think... Carmack might start. I, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Right, okay. But feeling that, I'd want to see... If, if 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 no McGregor, I want to see B one. He's, he's suspended. He can't play. Oh shit! So he is. McCarthy has to come in. Mm. Oh, oh. So right, Galmack's definitely starting, right? So Galmack, um, and then Galmack's definitely starting. Listen, he's <laughs> definitely starting. Hatati and uh, if Rogic is back, Rogic. Uh, if he's really? if he's no if he's no starting, aye, definitely. Uh, but Riley, I'm happy with Riley as well. Um, and then up front, Jot on the left, Kyogo, and probably Abada to start. 
I, I mean, really can't believe that you think Kyogo's just going to go boop and then he'd be there. It's not going to happen. So. Why not, though? Not why not, though? He's got a really bad injury. Postacoglu said this. He literally confirmed it, that he's going to be out for weeks. Like Post- Postacoglu also said not to expect any more signings and then we, we, we brought in O'Reilly. Uh, I, I, I do listen, like the optimism. I, 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 listen, I'm going to remain optimistic, right, because I, I just desperately want it to happen. And I just think Ange, Ange just strikes me as the type that's just going to play with the media, play with them, play mind games, and then just give us an absolute gift. Well, put it like this, right? For me, anyway, it seems like you have a wee bit of a, a lack of confidence in what could be the team. If it was Giamakis up front and just say McCaffrey starting and Riley starting instead of Rodzik, Kyogo and McGregor, would you be still confident into that? I'm not happy with the McCarthy starting. And I think that's right. a very that's an integral part of the midfield three. Like that like that and the thought of McCarthy being in there, it, he's gonna have to have the game he's working life. Because he's gonna he have to run. Anything, listen, <laughs> if, if 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 he plays anything like he has been playing recently, I'm not gonna I'm not confident about that him starting at all. Um but he's going to have to turn it on, and he's going to have to have the game of his life. Uh, but listen, if if everything aside, let's just say Kamak, Kyogo, Maida, Rogic isn't happening, I, I still think that I'm still confident we've got enough about us to beat them. Because yeah. listen, listen, Rangers are only going to sit back and play for a draw, like every other team that we come up against. They're going to want to win. They're going to want to increase the lead that they've got over us, and they're going to they're going to do everything they can to make sure that happens. But I, it's, as far as I'm concerned, if they open up against us, we're, we're going to score goals. Yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> My team would be Hart, obviously goalkeeping, Ralston right back, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Taylor, Juranovic in the six, with Hatate, O'Reilly, Abada, Gio and Jada. That's my team. I know, I saw your team in the group chat. I think that's that's, that's a great team. Juranovic can play midfielder. He's He's played there before, so it could be I'm an not, opportunity. I'm not saying he can't, but I mean, he's certainly better at right back than he is in midfield. Aye, well, he's better at right back than he is at left back, but that doesn't stop me putting in there, does it? No, because <laughs> he, he's also better at left back than Greg Taylor is. Uh, but by all counts, what, is, what do you think of skills, by the way? He got took off early. I actually like quite, I quite like skills, and I thought he had no, a decent game. I, don't see, I, don't, I thought no. he was all right. I didn't, I didn't, what, he didn't put a foot wrong. Would you throw him in against Razors? No. No, fair enough. But it's too, it's too big a game. Yeah. I think we'll concede. I, think we're, we're, I mean, we're conceding against much weaker opposition when they're catching us on a break. So, I wouldn't say, but I'm going to say 4-2 to us. Oh, 4-2? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll go 3-2. I think we'll concede as well. I think, it'll be, I think it will be a, cla- a classic game. And that whole kind of phrase, uh, advert for Scottish football, something that will be banded about for this because it's 7.45, Celtic Park on the lights and mixed back in a great game. And it's one that, that we're both confident about and obviously hope every Celtic fan's confident about. I think we're going to get into it in great form, as you said, the form team. And that kind of brings us to the end of the, <coughs> the podcast. We've given you the state of play of the transfer window as it stands in terms of a Celtic point of view. We've recapped the game against Dundee United that was final. to be two points behind get, get into this final game against Rangers. But... Have you enjoyed this one, John? The first time we've been on the killer since the Neil Allen resignation. Aye, it's been good, mate. And let's say it's good to be back on. Like, even though yep. I'm in 
a lot of discomfort at the minute. It's only 40, but less than an hour of my time. So I'll be going dope myself up with more painkillers after this. But aye, it's good to be back on and it's good to like just talk about football again because it's been a wee while since I've been on and for I've said this in the last episode for everybody that's new we've got I've, I've tried to send it so it's got our names in that now so you can, you can tell who people is um yeah. who was it in the chat was it Daniel MC in the chat that was saying yeah uh, that we need to start adding because he, he, he couldn't remember his name well Daniel that's for you mate so um <laughs> so uh, for everybody that's new uh I'm John and I talk a lot sometimes it's hard to get me to shut up you have to cut me off I'll go on rants uh-huh. You, 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 you increase the time of the podcast that does well for everybody don't worry and as, as you said for anyone who's new to the channel who's new to watching or listening to this just hit subscribe hit the wee bell be notified when we go <coughs> we go live all new videos and stuff every tuesday and friday as it stands at the moment but until we speak again until the game is done on wednesday night of another result stay well and keep safe hail hail <laughs>